So you've seen Pacific Rim, right? Yeah, the first one. The first one with Charlie Hunnam mm-hmm. and and I thought that it Idris was... Elba. Yeah, I thought you were asking how I felt about it. Uh, I mean, yeah, I thought that the first one was okay. I mean, it had giant monsters fighting giant robots, so it felt like a Saturday morning Kaiju cartoon. versus Jaegers. Versus Jaegers, and it felt like a Jaegers Saturday. and Dr. Peppers. <laughs> it felt like a Saturday morning cartoon come to life. So Did it? Was it bloody? Uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, it was PG-13. People made a big deal about the realistic way in which metal moved in that movie right because like they were carrying these jaegers with like only six helicopters and it didn't look realistic at all like it would realistically take like no actually they were saying that it looked very realistic because guillermo del toro put so much effort into making sure that the movements were like slow when they punched and stuff because of how massive yeah the jaegers i was more talking about when they were delivering them to wherever the kaiju were showing up are you sure you're not confusing it with transformers no i (laughs) i know the difference and then the kaiju were coming if i remember correctly from under the ocean yeah i mean the kaiju are the things that godzilla fights so it's the same monsters sea monsters right that just have, like live there they have like different powers like i know that some can breathe fire or, i know like, that for the energy. movies they made like 100 different sketches and, and models for what they wanted for either the kaijus and the jaegers and then they only picked from a bunch of those for what was the best for the actual movie but they had so many more planned out and i know in the cartoon they use some of the ones from the movies, but they also extend. Yeah, that's what I wanted to know. Um, but really, the ones in the cartoons don't have that much of a difference. It seems like all they do is like breathe big balls of energy and then can fight. Yeah, I'm a, for the layman, I'm just going to say right off the bat, we don't watch a ton of anime. Like, we're not huge anime fans. We know it's Attack on Titan. Tell me if I've gotten most of the ones we've yeah. seen. Death Note, Akira, Sword Art, Line, Sword Art Online. Uh, My Neighbor Totoro, Devilman Crybaby, Japan Sinks, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, it's the ones I could think of off the top of my head between the two of us we've seen. Um, But besides that, it's not like we have a huge reference base to be talking about this show specifically. I know that Netflix is really trying to branch out. And it's funny because the Pacific Rim movies did tepidly in the box office. Mm -hmm. Um, But internationally, they were huge hits. And the first one was a critical hit as well like people really like the um i guess the realism storyline yeah but the second one i know wasn't as well yeah people received. don't like uprising quite as much right <laughs> they find the creature or the um jaegers too floaty and they also have problems with the plot yeah it's charlie day but... but they do keep some of it canon for this show so what i'm going to ask you to do is give us in 60 seconds a synopsis to the episode the first episode that you watched okay uh so there Go. are parents um Rena and Ford, and they are in this Jaeger, and basically they save this school bus full of children. Uh, they must have been on a field trip or something. Um, and it has their own kids in them, uh, who are the main characters, and their names are uh, Haley and Taylor. And basically, they uh, the parents have to go to Sydney because they were told by a message that they should go there if there's any chance of like being able to save hope because the kaiju have taken over everywhere then we get a five-year time jump and we see that Haley has basically found a Jaeger underneath after the kaiju have completely taken over but the kids are safe because they're in this like one little canyon place and uh and they decide to try and fight the kaiju um because they found this Jaeger and it was almost like a simulation but the kaiju was real and killed everyone except for Taylor and Haley and when they killed the kaiju they decided to to try and find the parents okay you still have 10 seconds anything else you want to say shout out 
Uh, I mean, no, I, I, that, that's kind of about it. Okay, cool. So you were talking about how they stumbled upon this Jaeger after their parents died, right? It was, yeah, it was one or of these... their parents disappeared. Yeah, basically. Like, Haley was about to leave because she was just fed up with having to wait because Taylor, for whatever reason, thinks that his parents are still alive, which in all and complete honesty, just seeing a ton of these stories overdone, the parents are 100% still alive, even though they haven't been seen for five years. Uh, I mean, the parents in a uh, series of unfortunate events, I don't think they survived. They survived after the first episode. No, I'm, those we find out those weren't the parents. Well, the I'm, well what I'm saying is that I'm pretty... And they end up dying, those ones too. I'm pretty sure Spoiler. that in the end, these parents are still alive. Like, they made it too kind of obvious, I felt. But the point is that then Haley is about to leave. She just wants to kind of do her own thing. Um, and then she falls through the cracks and she finds this underground lair with this huge Jaeger in it. Reminds me of Chronicle a little bit where they just go underneath the earth and find that weird glowy thing that gives them powers right yeah and it's this, always underneath the earth it's never just in it well i found the way that she found it really weird she just ended up falling down and then like basically oh there's this huge thing called the atlas destroyer yeah it's so it was a either prototype or one that had never really gotten use of right the ai almost had intelligence because they were trying to detonate it she tells us to uh the kid she's like yeah they were going to detonate me but i just ended up like kind of going away and like trying to hide because i didn't when want you say the me. ai is it Loa, that's her name. Okay, so is it like red versus blue, where they have some of the, um, don't they? So don't some of the characters have AI in that? Yeah, like Charles. Yeah, and and I bomb. I even said that this reminds me Andy the bomb, but this oh, reminds Andy me of okay. RWBY the way it's animated, um, just because of like how the characters look and just the way in which it was done. I thought that the show was really well done when they had a lot of color, like when you come across the Atlas. So the animation was good. The animation was good, and like I'm saying, specifically when it had colorful scenes. Like, How about the fighting scenes? The fighting scenes were average. I didn't find the way in which they killed the Jaegers too exciting. They did they did it a different way for you, you each mean one. The, the bad or the kaiju were yeah, killing the Jaegers? So, like, yeah. you were watching the bad guys win, basically. Oh, well, there were some. Yeah, like, Zeus at the very beginning is a Jaeger um, who is fighting with the parents. Is uh, Zeus from one of the movies, you think? I don't think so. Because I, I know some of them are, but go ahead. But yeah, so the like the Jaegers are fighting these monsters, and then like one monster straight up stabs Zeus, who is just this giant Jaeger through the heart, and like kills them completely. Yeah. And uh, again, the mom and dad are supposed to think like died because in the end, five years has happened, and they haven't been able to come back, even though they promised. Now, I don't remember the movies too well, but I know that there's like a mind meld that happens between the people inside and the um, things. Does someone lose an arm? Because I read something about someone in this, losing an in arm. In this episode, no. There's a huge problem that I have, and it kind of deals with the mind meld that you're talking about. Basically, um, so like I said, Taylor comes across the Atlas Destroyer. She goes inside because she wants to basically get out of where they are because she's just sick and tired of it. When she gets inside the Atlas Destroyer, this computer program comes out with basically this guy who's like, okay, well, congratulations on being part of the mission. Uh, do you want to go through your training? If you want to go through whatever part, just say next. And Haley doesn't want to listen to any of it. She's basically like, next, 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 next. And she's she, a teenager. Yeah, because she just doesn't want to learn how to use the Jaeger, even though we know that Taylor Well, she has might already had, know how to use it well no she doesn't she's just like she may have a an awareness because she's a teenager like yeah. how gen z can basically just pick up any device well yeah and, and, and taylor knows some uh of like the pilot training that that's what they call it yeah. uh but once it finally finishes uh this kai this kaiju comes out of the water because it was again a simulation kaiju but it was real i was guessing that was because they wanted to make sure that the jaeger knew how to fight the kaiju but 
again, all these kids. How can it be a real simulation? Like, what do you mean by that? Like, like they thought it was a simulation, but it was real? Yeah, at first. Okay. So, but so it, and, it ended up being real. But it was, like, meant to come out because once you completed training, it was, uh, like, something that you okay. had to fight. Um, and then this kaiju ends up coming out and killing all of the teens, every single one. We see them trampled. We see all the characters we've been introduced to. So this to. is all Haley's fault. Yeah, including Shannon. And it's completely Haley's fault. And then, basically, they don't know how to fight the kaiju. And right as they're about to die, uh, the AI is like, get down on your belly now. And then they fall down, and the kaiju basically falls down this creek. It's not even dead, but they say it'll come back later. Um, and that's when Haley and Tyler decide to pack up and try and find the parents. Well, yeah, they just murdered half their Right, but that's my biggest problem with the show, because I get that Haley wanted to leave, but every single person dies. How am I supposed to, like, go for a protagonist that kills everyone? And there's even a scene by the end where she's like, I killed everyone, I did this, and it's like, yeah, it's good that you're acknowledging that but still you did it. i i don't know how you can go for a character like that even it's though a good it's good point but it, it is also said that we get a little too used to the main characters surviving or the people around them surviving simply from proximity and so when you have a cartoon like this or even with japan sinks and such you do end up seeing a lot more death and destruction caused by either the protagonist or from just people dying around them that you wouldn't otherwise expect. Well, what I was going to say was that this show, even though it said adult animation, I think it's TV 14, could basically be watched by a 10-year-old. Like I, I, I read one review that said it was a hard R. So I was hard like, R? Yeah. Not, not even for me. This show was completely like childish, I felt like. And some of the lines weren't even good. Like, well, they let's were talk very... about the people who did the lines. Okay. So the first person... the. The person who voiced Haley was Gideon Adlon. And you've seen her sister because her sister is the main character in Grand Army. Oh, the one that with blonde hair, like the actual yes. main character? Yeah. Yeah. So that's her sister who's voicing the main one. It's funny. The character that she has has blonde hair as well. So I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, they always try things. to kind of draw him. Yeah. Do you want to guess who the guy is? I have no idea. The guy is Callum Worthy. The name doesn't ring a bell yet. Okay. You've seen him most recently in Utopia, but okay. he was also in American Vandal. As who? In what season? He was also in... Well, he's the red-haired guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this guy, he's been around forever, despite playing kid roles. Like, he was in Caprica. Caprica was, like, 10 years ago. He was in Smallville as, like, one of the heroes. Are, he are, was in Kyle XY. He was in Scooby-Doo 2. Are you talking about the rapping kid from Bodied? The main character? Yeah, that's way more obscure for him, but he's been in stuff going back for years and playing a kid in everything. Yeah, so yeah. he was in Scooby-Doo 2. Scooby-Doo 2 was, what, early 2000s? He was in Spy Kids. He tried out for Ron and Harry Potter. That would have been hilarious to see how... Yeah, that's, that's he strange. Was, he was in Spectre Gadget. <laughs> I know we went through, like, a Disney Channel thing one time, and he was in there as well, like a random TV show. Yeah, but he was also in the original 101 Dalmatians, the one that came out in the 90s. Jesus. So and then he was in, yeah. yeah, and then he was one of the kids in Sandlot. No, no. <laughs> and then Old Yeller. Yeah, okay, yeah, now, now you're just saying things aren't true. I mean, I did my research. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> um, there's that. also Loa, who you said, um, her, she's played by Erica Lindbeck, and she's well known for being the voice of Barbie. And like the Barbie movies or just like the Barbie doll? The ones you've seen. Her character in the show was very, very experienced, and I didn't understand why really they had to even have two people inside the acres. I get, I get that's what happened in the film, but it seemed yeah, like... Yeah, I mean, that was a big deal in the first couple films, right? Where, like, only a couple people had ever manned the Jaegers by, by themselves. Right, but... And it was always when, like, their partner died. 
Right, but like it took till the very last moment when this kaiju was about to kill basically Taylor and Haley that she even says get on your bellies and like gives them advice as to how to kill the kaiju. Oh, you mean like as a sentient sort of right. AI, it should have realized or tried to help them earlier? Right, yeah. Like it literally takes... Just kind till, of being a dick. It takes till Taylor is like, help us before she's like, okay, okay, I'll... <laughs> and they're about to fall and die. Hmm. So, the, so I had a lot of problems in terms of story-wise with this show i will say well, also that's not, i mean it, it's giving them the excuse for that one and saying okay the robot should have stepped in earlier well the, what else is there the, really to complain the about? weird thing is also the structure in which it was told because for the first 10 minutes you get the parents basically trying to save the you kids get a full 10 minutes of the parents yeah i thought it would be like a quick flash of like superman being yeah. shot off to earth or something and you, and you would think it would be like that but it's a full 10 minutes before they do this weird time jump so it's like uh, but maybe I, it's just to like psych you out and to make you think it's this show's going to be about those people and then realize that like it's just like a trick right you know yeah like kind of almost like a MacGuffin. but in that sense i want to know what i'm getting into and it takes 11 minutes but finally this weird time jump kind the, of bi- the biggest complaint i've read about and that's from people who've seen all seven episodes is that it is only seven episodes people feel that it didn't do the story justice as far as where it could go people liked it though and on top of that the episodes are only like 20 minutes long yeah. Like, this one was probably the longest, and it was 30 it's, minutes. It's already been renewed for another season, so you will be getting more context to stuff. Right. When I was clicking on it, I saw it was in the top 10 on Netflix Oh, yeah. at this point. Okay. So, viewership, I'm sure, is, like, pretty up for it. Yeah, I'm sure. It's weird, because on different continents, you actually can't listen to it with, like, Japanese um, dialogue, which some people prefer, because they're so used to uh anime right and that's when i even clicked on because it, it defaulted to english yes. and when i was like is this the original it was almost like avatar the last airbender where it's like there was no japanese so language. people looked for it and they can't actually get it but they have to not be in the u.s i think so how has this show done though review wise like what have people I just said, said if, if people have said it's it's good it currently has a seven point i think one on imdb and then like a 76 percent on Rotten tomatoes so nothing super like everybody there are no terrible reviews for it right right and then its producers are also pretty interesting because you have legendary entertainment which has done superhero movies like batman and even the transformers it's they have a couple in the works that are going to be very interesting right. like trick or treat 2 how will that work <laughs> like, like another it's going to be by the same director i think they, okay. and then also you have a mass effect movie that they're working on yeah that's been in development hell for years though right yes a couple of these have <laughs> but then you also have toxic avenger which i know peter dinklage has just been cast for in the last yeah, couple yeah months. i heard about that so yeah they're a pretty big studio and then also you have polygon pictures who've worked on clone wars transformers and big hero 6 as far as animation clone wars, clone wars are always is brought up whenever we do like these cartoon mm-hmm. shows and then you didn't really talk about it being on us in australia because one of the other complaints is that the characters voices don't necessarily have yeah, the they accents. don't they don't match up yeah is there a bad guy in the show that you meet as of now not yet it's just the kaiju okay because uh, this isn't really a spoiler since it's like in the next episode but there's a character named shane right? yeah no we don't meet you anyone. don't meet anybody named no. shane do you meet any like mysterious figures at no all? I, I stated before okay they so, all so all die. that sort of happens in in the future i guess and in this episode, you're concentrating on the brother and the sister. Yeah. Is there a character named May? No. Okay, I'm just, I'm just going to stop asking <laughs> questions at this point. Um, like, like I said, the only people that really are supposed to be alive right now are Taylor and Haley. But I still think the parents are alive. I think it's going to be a, like later on in the season they are found or something mm-hmm. like that. 
And the showrunners themselves are actually pretty well known too. There's Greg Johnson. And don't search Greg Johnson in the internet because the first result is this big white supremacist. It's not uh, that guy. Okay. <laughs> this guy like works on a... He's the legendary um, produ- legendary entertainment producer guy. Okay. And yeah, he has his own LinkedIn that says don't send him unsolicited scripts. So <laughs> don't send him unsolicited scripts. And then you also have Craig Kyle. And Craig Kyle is uh, a Marvel writer and he created the character X-23 who is Diane Keene. Da- sorry, Daphne Keene from um, Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Okay, so from X Logan. Whatever. So I, when you said Marvel, I thought you meant the Marvel uh, like cartoon shows, but you mean a, the actual movies. He, he created that character. That's yeah, uh, in the books. That character like in, the, in oh, the comics. Oh, oh yeah, he is the creator okay. of that character. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then he also wrote Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Yes. What other yeah, Ragnarok? Uh, yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. Um, people have also compared the show to Mad Max because of the Australian aesthetic. Strange. I wouldn't. I wouldn't compare it to Mad Max, but. You're saying the backgrounds don't, they're not like desert backgrounds and stuff? Yeah, well, it's a lot more lively in this place because there's like water. Green? Yeah, there's green and there's waterfalls and there's like a, a ton of like bushes that you see. There's only one part where No chase scenes or men with like skull glasses and stuff? No, none. There's, there's no cars and electric uh, guitar. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and, then, and you only see two settings. It's at the very beginning, you get the city setting, which reminded me of one of the fight scenes from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, yeah, you get the canyon. Yeah. There's a joke that every city they save, they're actually like, they have to destroy it to save it yeah. <laughs> um, in, in the movies. And then they did think for a while that possibly Guillermo del Toro, there was going to be a third movie that was a crossover between uh, the King Kong and uh, Godzilla. Uh, and wow. Yeah. The, that would have been a crazy thing. But there are no plans to actually have that happen anymore. And one of the there's a couple interesting things. We won't talk about the first movie too much, but there are like really interesting facts that I just wanted to focus in on for a second. First of all, Charlie Day was cast because of his role on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, apparently, Guillermo del Toro is <laughs> sort of a fan and saw him in one of the episodes where he was going on a monologue about killing rats and was like, I want that guy. Um, and then the movie was originally like much longer they had a limited time to actually film the movie a smaller amount of time than he's used to like a hundred and i don't know six days versus 130 yeah and uh and but the movie was actually like three hours long and they had to cut it for that like would have an been hour. a ton of just like well they had so action. much more fleshed out characters apparently but oh. then guillermo del toro was like no i want to focus in on the story and i don't want the kids to get too like fogged yeah. over but then the most like interesting thing I read was that he said this. I didn't want to make the movie 3D because uh, when you have things that big, the thing that happens naturally, you're looking at two buildings, let's say 300 feet away. If you move, there is no parallax. They're so big that in 3D, you barely notice anything no matter how fast you move. To force the 3D effects for robots and monsters that are supposed to be this big, uh, you are making the perspective miniaturized, making the human to human scale. Huh, interesting. And then later it was announced that it would be converted to 3D <laughs> with the conversion taking 40 weeks longer than most. So despite it taking a, a crazy or a less amount of time to actually film, that he was still given the freedom yeah. to do 40 weeks of conversion. And then his response was, what can I tell you? I changed my mind. I'm not running for office. I can do a <laughs> This is, well, the, the animation in this is also somewhat 3D as well. 
So, the, so I was a little surprised when I said there that he wasn't planning on ever making the movie 3D. And I thought when I saw the film also, I think I did see it in 3D yeah. IMAX. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also, did they talk about the drift at all? Because that's what you were talking yeah, about, the mind say, meld thing. Yeah, basically, uh, Haley has this weird get-out type thing where when she is about to fight the kaiju and get inside the Yaker, um, Atlas Destroyer, she, like, falls back into this liquidy memory thing and you hear a ton of... Um, like a membrane? Lines. Yeah, and you hear a ton of lines from the parents as well, and in lines you even hear earlier on in the episode. Yeah. Um, so that was very strange to see. You've been watching a lot of Attack on Titan too, so how would you compare the monsters in that versus the monsters in this? Oh, the monsters in Attack on Titan are, are, are way different, but also a lot scarier. Oh, but, really? Like yeah. they could actually take down one of these Jaegers, you think? Yeah, like I know that we were planning on doing the podcast for that later, but like the Attack on Titan, gets they get scarier in season two because they can talk. And yeah, like, but I mean, if the Jaegers could, or sorry, if the um, kaiju could talk, that would that really make them scarier? No, but I'm saying that the, the the Attack on Titan, they're human. The kaiju, I feel like the kaiju are more violent in the sense that they could probably kill the Attack on Titan characters, but in terms of intimidation, Attack on Titan, 100%. Okay, and then what did you think of the music? That's all, that'll be our... The music, I, I forgot to mention, uh, that was that was also one part of the show that I liked. It was very, like, it got me into the action. The person who did it, uh, Brandon Campbell, is in charge of the score. He's also been doing things like Game of Thrones, Prison Break, and then the Thinning. The Thinning. <laughs> <laughs> Interned as, at Hans Zimmer's studio and has also worked oh, with... Okay. Um, Ramin uh, Jawadi, um, who is well, most well known for his Westworld. Uh, yeah, so like, so he definitely has a like background. Yeah, I mean, I just said what his background was. <laughs> um, and then the last one I wanted to compare it to when they stumbled upon this uh, Jaeger that was just in the forest or wherever underneath yeah, the right. ground. Um, it kind of reminded me of Real Steel when they just find the Atom robot. Yeah, well, I think that you can compare both because they're very similar. They're both robots. But they're always like old models that end up being able to fight just Right, but when they, when they found this one, it was like a lot bigger and it seemed to be in better shape. I remember with Adam, he was like beaten up. Can they think at all, the Jaegers? Do they have any no. mind of their own? It, okay, it, so they're just an empty shell? Yeah, in terms of the AI, that's as much as they can think. But Isn't that the same with Atom where like he wasn't supposed to be able to like think at all and then you found he was able to do something I forget. yeah yeah he like had this like vision thing where he could copy the person's movements yeah but he didn't have a mind or anything you can i don't think so yeah okay so i guess it's similar in that way uh yeah so that'll be everything that we talked about in this episode anything else you want to add no that's about it all right thanks for listening bye, bye.